Welcome home, everybody. Thanks for watching Legacy TV today. We are so blessed to come into your home and minister to you that you'd open and just take time to sit and listen uh, to the Word of God. And I am so honored to have my friend Carly here with me all this month. Um, her ministry, her and her husband, they have a ministry. It's called Terada's Ministries. And I just encourage you guys to check their ministry out. They have had such a powerful impact already. God has had, uh, is using them so much in the body of Christ right now. And it's just awesome to know them and to, uh, we just want to share them with you. <laughs> um, but anyway, thank you. Welcome Thanks for, having for being me. here. And we just want to share with you again this week, some things that um, God has been stirring in us regarding the healing ministry of Jesus. And, you know, Jesus, the Bible tells us in Hebrews that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm -hmm. And that if you see him healing in the scripture, you can be sure that that is the very character of our Father God. And so let's pray today and let's receive everything that God has for us. Father, we come boldly before your presence today. We thank you for Jesus and who he is to us. We thank you for his ministry to us in this area of healing. We want to receive everything that you have for us. We, in this life, we want your best. And your best is for us to live a life more abundantly, full of victory, full of uh, healing and wholeness. And we ask you to reveal yourself to us in the word today. Make a light up our hearts, light up our eyes that we'd see clearly. And we believe that we have the mind of Christ and we know what to do in every situation that we're facing right now, everybody watching today, that they will walk away from this broadcast with a spirit of wisdom and a spirit of revelation, and they will know what to do and how to take steps of faith toward this healing miracle. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Well, it has been an awesome few weeks. and I have had so much fun, and I hope we can do this again sometime. But um, I, I know the last few weeks we've, it seems like, you know, you can come into these broadcasts and you can have an idea in your heart where sure. you're supposed to go. And even as I was praying last night, the, the phrase that kept coming up in my heart was fill up on faith and and watch fear fade away. You should put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> Everything, you know, all the best quotes go on right? t-shirts. But really the truth is all these broadcasts about healing have really turned into that, yeah. a, um, a recognition of knowing that, we do have an adversary and he comes with a spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. Fear is not just a feeling. Fear is a spirit and it will come. And we're not, we're not um, uh, free from that. I mean, we're not, we're we live never in going world, to, we live in world. this natural world. So the enemy comes and he comes to still kill and destroy. Mm -hmm. But Jesus has come that we would have life and live life to the fullest. That is a life of healing, where you're yeah. not broken every day, where you're not uh, limited and restricted, and you're able to go out and to live life to the fullest. Yeah. So I wanted to have Carly on these few weeks because she has this amazing testimony, and I hope you guys have been watching. If you haven't, go back and get the last previous weeks and listen to this, but God has done a miracle in your family, in your life personally, in your family. And isn't it awesome that, yeah, you received and you overcame, 
and you you got the victory, but now the, you're making the devil eat it. Oh my goodness. Because you're traveling around the whole world telling people about God's healing power. He's gonna regret messing with my family. And you guys are, <laughs> you guys are seeing miracles and yeah. you're seeing God move. And you know, Jesus Absolutely. still does miracles. Mm. And I just have a quickening and stirring in my heart right now that there are people watching right now, you can receive your miracle Amen. right now as you watch today. And if you will just fill up on faith, watch fear fade away and just get in on his goodness and his healing power Amen. today. He can do that work in your life. So I just, let's just think about, you know, we talked, started talking about Mark chapter five and Luke chapter eight um, with the woman of, with the issue of blood. Yep. And I know we always describe her as that, the woman with the issue of blood. But she's not called that now like in, in she's heaven. She's not called that anymore. Yeah, it's gonna be defunct. We yeah. need a new name for her. What happened? She was healed. She, <laughs> she was healed, but she had a moment where she discovered who she was yeah. in Christ mm -hmm. and her whole identity changed. Now we should call her the healed woman. And I don't know how we describe, we'll find, the woman know, formerly known as, the woman with the issue of blood. <laughs> formerly known as, uh, that's good. Um, but now she is a woman healed by God, a, a woman who is now in the book that we talk about all the right. time. I mean, a testimony that gives glory to God Amen. and her faith in God gave her a story that now gives God glory. Amen. And it's awesome what God did in her life and that he's still doing that in our lives today. Right. He's not done. He's not done. <laughs> but she had to make a shift and a change in her identity yeah. in order to to receive her healing. And Absolutely. I want, we want to talk with you today about developing an idea, developing an identity of healing. Yeah. And, and we see this in here and I, I just want you to get into some of this. I had read in your book and I know you can go expound on this, but this really was awesome to me. I had this whole book highlighted. This is Carly's book, Miracles and Healing Made Easy, Inspiring Stories of Faith. And I encourage you to go online and get it. We'll put a, a link to it on the bottom of the screen. But not this one, because this one has coffee on it. Oh, you don't want my copy. <laughs> it's Trust well, me. It's well loved. You do not want my copy. And I'm not <laughs> going to give it to you because it is like highlighted all the way through. I like it. Okay, but this, this one part you say, I know it sounds silly, but I was afraid of being healed. Yeah. All my life, I had been sick in some way. I hated to admit it, but a part of me needed to be sick. It had become my way of life, a part of my identity, an excuse when I needed something to hide behind. It made me special. I was ashamed and embarrassed at my own neediness, but I didn't know how to be well. And I thought about this and, I, and really it just stood out to me. You had to get a change of identity. You had yeah. to change your identity before you could receive your healing. Absolutely. And and I think about so many people that are struggling with the same disease and some people hold on to it. Right. And you can't hold on to your sickness or your disease or your bad report. You can't hold on to that and hold on to healing at the same time. Right. You're going to have to give one over to Jesus. Yeah. And you're going to have to take up the other. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about this and how you discovered this with the Lord. Yeah. I mean, I think what you're, what you're saying is you're describing to me someone that has a foot in both kingdoms. Okay. So they have one foot in the world and one foot in, in the Word. And that's exactly where I was. I mean, and, um, I, you know, one of the things was I didn't realize I'd bought everything. All of my, all of my understanding came from what the world had told me. And 
Um, I, I mean, I had a doctor's report. I had epilepsy for years. All kinds of stuff was going. I didn't know anyone that had ever been healed of anything. It wasn't in my, in my understanding. It wasn't in my experience. But something on the inside of me changed. God spoke to me. I'd gotten into the Word of God, and God started to speak to me on the inside of me. And I just want to encourage you. It doesn't matter where you are at. You can get into the Word of God. And if, if, you're, if you've known Jesus for, for two minutes, if you don't even know Jesus, then I'm sure people here can help you, help yeah. you with that, right? But if you, if you are in a relationship with Jesus or you want to start a relationship with Jesus today, you can, be, you can begin believing God today. And that, in that moment, even though I'd had epilepsy for years, even though I'd had no experience of, of God's supernatural power, of, of, of any, anything supernatural really, I just decided in that moment I was going to start putting my trust and confidence in, in what God was saying. Amen. And when I, when, I, when I set myself aside to listen to God, He spoke to me and I heard Him. And that was the first time I really heard God on the inside of me. But He said, you know what? Healing's a choice. It's a choice. And he started to show me over the course of about two weeks. My, as you say, my whole testament is in that book. But over the course of two weeks, God, God very carefully started to show me in the Word of God. Not only was it his will for me to be well, not only did Jesus have a healing ministry and his promises are still yes and amen for today. Amen. Healing is still just as much for today as it was then. But he started to unravel me at my core. Mm. really unpack my identity. I put my identity in being Carly the epileptic. Mm. You know, every time you fill out a form, you have to, you know, you do medical yeah. form or whatever, any, any known conditions, any medications. I felt like I'd, I'd spent years confessing that I, was, that I was Carly the epileptic. That was my mm. identity. And, you know, when you've been sick for a long time, you don't realize how much that sickness actually gets into your mind. Yeah. People think that healing starts in the, in the body. It doesn't start in the flesh. It starts in our thinking. Yeah. As a man thinks in his heart, so is mm. he. That's what it says in, in, in Proverbs. And when you've been sick for a long time, you start to think sick. Mm -hmm. You start to dream sick. You start to let that sickness determine what you can do, whether you can work, if, if you can work, what you can eat. It plans your day, you know, your doctor's appointments. It, um, it takes from your finances. Mm. Very slowly, chronic sickness starts to steal from every area of our mm. life until it, it becomes all-encompassing. And it wasn't just about, you know, popping a few tablets every day to take care of, 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 the, of the condition. It, it become part of my identity. Mm -hmm. I identified so strongly with being sick, I didn't even know what it meant to be well. Yeah. And I think many people are like this. But you know, when God, when I started putting my trust and my hope in God, He and He started to unravel these things. One thing that He led me to in the Scriptures was revelation about what it meant to be a child of God, yeah. and and form in me an identity that was based upon what the Word of God said about me, rather than how I felt about myself or how other people had described me or my past experience yeah. or, or anything in the natural. He started to speak to me about his love and, and, and the, the special person that he had created me to be, that I was his daughter, his child, that he had a plan for my life, yeah. that he had provided for me, that he had planned for me before my parents even knew I was going to exist. And when I started to think about that, those things, that he had a plan for my life before he'd even formed the world, that the, the, before the world was even created, he was thinking about me. Yeah. He'd planned what I'd look like. He'd planned the hairs of my head, the color of my eyes, my DNA. He'd planned everything about me. He knew that the days ahead, the words on my lips before he even spoke them. Yeah. There was so much thought by God 
when, when he had me in mind, when he had you in mind, yeah. when I started to, to acknowledge those things, faith became alive on the inside of me. Yeah. And it says this in Philemon verse 6, it says, your faith becomes effective mm -hmm. by the acknowledgement of every good thing that's in you yes. in Christ Jesus. And I think this is what sickness and disease does. Mm -hmm. It starts to rob our time and attention. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like an angry toddler screaming in the corner, someone you haven't fed for a while, or it's, like, it's nap time, you know? And it's, it's like it, that, that angry toddler having the fit, having a temper tantrum will, will make us stop doing everything that we're doing yeah. and, and take care of that, that situation. And sickness and disease, that's especially chronic sickness and disease, it's like an angry toddler. Yeah. It's screaming, look at me, look at what I'm doing. And while we're, while we're focusing on the sickness and disease, we're taking our eyes off the answer, which is Jesus. Mm -hmm. But Jesus wants us to have our identity firmly placed in Him. Amen. Because out of that, that picture of identity becomes, comes faith. It comes authority. Yeah. It comes our ability to, to step over fear and into faith. Amen. It's powerful. I love what you said earlier when we were talking in the back room. But you were talking about how a lot of chronic sickness and disease, long standing, mm -hmm. is really just an identity issue. Yeah. People start to identify with being sick more than they start to identify being well. And that is the trick of the enemy, mm -hmm. to get you in a place like that for so long where you just see yourself that way. Yeah. So really, I think that, and the Word of God shows us how powerful the imagination is. Yep. And how we can begin to reprogram mm -hmm. our minds and our hearts with the Word of God, yep. fill ourselves up with something that's, living and alive in God's Word, and yep. it will change absolutely how we see things, how we see ourselves. And really this, uh, this healed woman in Mark chapter 5, she began to see herself another way. She yep. began to imagine within herself, if I can only get to Him, if I can touch the hem yep. of His garment. And she said it out of her mouth. So she began to think it. Mm -hmm. She began to imagine it. Mm -hmm. She began to see herself that way. Then she began to say it. Yeah, and, and speech really is the first indicator of a person's faith. So we believe, therefore we speak. Amen. And I was thinking about this the other day. I was listening to one of my dad's messages he was teaching on healing. And he said, you want to know how I fight my battles? I think he saw, you know that new song that's oh, out? Oh, yeah. This is how I fight my battles. Like he that. said, you want to know how I fight my battles? I get this word and I put it in my eyes. Mm -hmm. And I put it in my mind, in my thinking, in my heart, let it get in my heart. And then I speak it. Amen. I say it. And those are, isn't that amazing? We, we have, we have walkie-talkie faith. I've heard Jeremy talk about right. that word. Walkie-talkie faith. We, we walk it and we talk it. Yeah. And these are some of these basic, simple steps of faith, yeah. how we can live and walk by faith simply, is every day, don't let a day go by where you're not, Speaking over the situation, you know, everything that you come up against, you should have a scripture for. Mm -hmm. Every single thing. Yep. And it doesn't need to be a scripture just you've heard somebody else say about their situation. It needs to be the living word of God to right. you. Amen. And that's what you talked about in the first broadcast, how you heard from God for yourself. Yep. You knew you heard from God and then you acted on that. Yep. And your faith took action. It took, it, it moved in a direction. Yeah. And you saw the results of it, a miracle. Mm -hmm. And talk about steps of faith mm -hmm. and how, the, you know, you had talked about when you were in the wheelchair and you had to see yourself 
imagine yourself, see yourself different. You had to change yeah. your identity. Yeah, absolutely. You had to get out of this. The devil will come with an identity crisis all the time. Yeah, absolutely. You have to see yourself another way. So talk about that when you went through that. You know, th this issue of identity is so huge. In fact, um, you know, in the, one of the temptations of Jesus in Luke chapter four is the very thing that the, that the enemy comes and uses against Jesus himself. He says, if you are the son of God, mm -hmm. then speak to this rock and become bread. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he repeats this a couple of times and Jesus every time says, it is written. He rebukes him with the word of God. And you know, when I was in that wheelchair, I'd had um, so many seizures that um, I'd had some paralysis. I couldn't, I couldn't, I was basically didn't have any feeling from the waist down. And I mean, I'm 18 years old, I'm in a wheelchair. And um, I, I'm, I was a year old believer. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even have a whole lot of the word on the inside of me. I certainly wasn't in an atmosphere of faith. But I started to press into the word of God. And in the word of God, I found all of these, all of these amazing stories of people that are overcome. And it started, to, it started to build up my trust in God. And God started to paint a picture on the inside of me of what it looked like not to have a wheelchair, of what it looked like to walk again. When everyone around me said, we don't know if you're ever going to walk again. Something there was a different picture on the inside of me, yeah. And um, and I started saying, Lord, you know, how I see this picture that you're showing me, I see this picture of me climbing a mountain, mm. but right now I'm sitting in a wheelchair and it looks completely impossible. How, how does, does something that I see in my mind become reality to me in, in this natural world? How do we get from seeing it in here by faith mm -hmm. to w literally walking it out? How does that even work? And he said to me, you don't need to believe to walk. You just need to believe to take a step. Yeah. And that really set me free. He said to me, I want you to believe what you can believe for right now yeah. and just a little bit more. Yeah. Like, I can do that. I can, I, can, I can believe what I can believe right now and just a little bit more. Yeah. And, and to me, it was literally a baby step of faith. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's like we try and run after Goliath and we haven't fought the lion and the bear first. Yeah. And we need to start where we're at. You know, in the scripture, this is a, in Romans, um, Romans 3, um, Romans 12, right, um, 1 and 2, it says, I urge you, brothers, by the mercy of God, that you present yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And this is it in verse 2. Do not, be do not be conformed to this world. In other words, don't worry about what the world is saying. Don't, you don't, we don't want to be like the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And then in verse 3, it says, according to the measure of faith that God has to, um, distributed to every man, we have been given yeah. the measure of faith. Amen. Some people think that they've got defective faith. Yeah. But we have the Jesus kind of faith. That is the measure. Yeah. That is, you, have all, you don't have a faith problem. Good news, if you're born again, if you've received Jesus, it means you have the faith of Jesus in your heart today. Yeah. That is all the faith you need to receive everything that he's provided for you. You don't need more faith. Yeah. We just need to begin using the faith that we have. Yeah. And so in that moment, sitting in that wheelchair, my faith was, do I have the faith to stand? Mm -hmm. And I believe God and I started speaking to my legs. I said, legs, this is what we're going to do today. We're going to stand. Mm -hmm. And once I realized that I could stand, I waited till no one was in the house till it was, till it was quiet because just in case they thought, thought I'd gone crazy, you know. <laughs> and um, I remember sitting in my wheelchair and putting the brake on and sitting there. We had a long hallway to the front door in our house. And I sat there and it was about, I don't know, 15, 15 feet, probably long hallway. As big, you know, English houses are a little smaller than American <laughs> houses, right? So that was a big house. And, uh, and I sat there and I said, well, listen, legs, this is what we're going to do today. 
we're going to stand. We're going to be strong and we're going to bear weight and we're going to stand. And so I, I spoke to my legs and I pushed up and I stood up. And I, it wasn't pretty at first. It was wobbly at first. But after a few seconds, I realized I was standing. Yeah. And you know what I did then? I had a little praise party. Yeah. I had, thank you, Jesus. I've got the standing <laughs> kind of faith. Yeah. What kind of faith have I got? I've got faith to stand. Hallelujah. Amen. And I started to give thanks. I started to get happy. And, uh, and then I'm like, okay, legs. This next exercise, we're going to believe God to move an inch. Left leg, you're going you're to move an inch. Yeah. And I started speaking to my leg until it moved just a little bit. And then I had my little praise party. Yeah. I've got inch walking kind of faith, right? <laughs> and then I started speaking to the other leg. And I realized if I could walk a step, I could walk 10 steps. Mm. And before I knew it, I'd walked all the way to the front door. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, well, what do I do now? Yeah. Do I walk all the way back and get in the wheelchair or do I carry on going? Yeah. So, well, I'm not going back. I've come this far. I mean, this isn't bad for a woman that was paralyzed, you know, 10 yeah. minutes ago. So I opened the front door and I just kept on walking. Yeah. And I walked about two miles and I realized that my friends were at the tennis court playing tennis. So I walked down there and I turned up and my friend said, what are you doing? I said, I've come to play tennis. You better give me a racket. Uh -huh. So I played <laughs> tennis. Awesome. Now, it wasn't the best game of tennis I've ever played, <laughs> but it's not bad for somebody that was paralyzed a little while ago. And then three months later, I climbed the mountain. But it all began because I realized that I didn't have to do everything in one go. Yeah. You know, this is really important for someone today. Yeah. You don't have to try and do everything. Yeah. Jesus has already done it for you. Yeah. But we do need to rest in what Jesus has done for us. And part of faith is being prepared to say, I'm going to trust God above the circumstances. And I'll, even though I might not be all the way there yet in the realm of faith, mm -hmm. I'm going to take a baby step of faith. What can you believe God for today? Yeah. Just believe God for something today. Mm -hmm. If you're paralyzed in a wheelchair at home, can you believe God to wiggle your big toe? Yeah. Right? Can you believe God? And maybe if, you, if, you, if you've got problems yeah. moving, can you believe God to move something? Can you believe God that the pain will get better? What yeah. can you believe God for in this mm -hmm. moment? And if we just start understanding what we have in Christ, seeing ourselves mm -hmm. healed, seeing ourselves doing things that we can't do mm -hmm. right now today, we start identifying more with what God says about a situation more than, than how we even feel about it. I tell yeah. you, that baby step of faith will get us there. Oh, it's awesome. Well, we're out of time. Oh, Thank praise you God. so much. Um, we, we just love you so much and we want to stand with you to today and believe God with you that you see your miracle come to pass Amen. in your life. And, um, you know, God is faithful to watch over His Word and He will, he will make good on His Word. Amen. So if you begin to speak the word of God, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will come up right behind those words and He will begin to manifest them in, in, in your life. So don't give up. Don't give in. Don't quit. Just keep walking by faith. Today, just take a step, the one step that He instructs you to take. Take that step and He'll be right there with you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.